You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hour number two, the Goon Hour, is now here with you. Corey Parson needed to uh, go take his executive nap a little early today. So I'm back here filling in for Corey over the next hour. Uh, Tracy Hankin, Inside Injuries, uh, will join the program here. Of course, Matt Modica, Jake Seeley, uh, still still rocking here. We'll go YouTube Live coming up in about five minutes from now. Uh, we'll go all hour. Uh, and the Fantasy Football BFFs come your way next. Myself, uh, Mike Florio, Frank Stample. i got to ask you guys this. Frank's not, here. Frank's not here. Frank's not here. Through Monday, right? Through Monday. <laughs> and I want to ask both of you guys, when you go on vacation, Matt, you have worked a long time. You, you worked on Wall Street, of course. That's why the nickname. Did you ever do the wraparound? Because we were giving Frank some... some... Oh, I always did the wraparound. You always did the wraparound. Yeah, no, shout out to Frank. He's a, he's a young man before his time. You need that. If you... Every if you come home on a Sunday, you yeah. want that Monday off. All right. Especially if you go on East Coast, West Coast, uh-huh. you definitely need that day. Jake, what did you what do you think of the wraparound? Because I give I give Frank some slack for this because I get it. You want to take Thursday, Friday off? No problem on my end. But you got to take Monday off also. Yeah, you know, kind of smart move. I probably would have if I was him. I would wait until after the football season to do that. But I, I don't mind the wraparound. But I never did that. I, I actually I don't remember the last time I had vacation. Seriously, so I don't know. Well, you, you, you know, football season's over, and you take a vacation in January. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do the wrap, and maybe I'll do the double wrap. You're going to do the double wrap? <laughs> that'd be, that'd, Just that'd take be the week, Jake. Take the whole week. <laughs> you earned the week, man. You, I you think everybody's it. asking for that. They just want to get rid of me. That's honestly <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as I No, said, no, no, Jake. Just take January off. It's fine. <laughs> no, well, we need, you, we need you fresh for baseball. We need, we need those rankings accurate for baseball. Uh, I've already. I saw a tweet yesterday about somebody. I thought I said Josh Donaldson, so my mind's already starting to transverse over there. There you go. A lot of baseball coming up. We're gonna get some. Uh, I know on Christmas Day we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of programming, including a baseball show uh, with myself, Matt Mozika, Al Melchior. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, so look forward to that coming up uh, on on Christmas Day. Uh, but coming up next, Tracy Hankin is gonna join the program. Talk about some of the latest injuries uh, and how they are going to affect you in your fantasy uh, football playoffs. I feel like we've forgotten about this a little bit. We're talking to Tracy about it, Matt. Uh, but Keenan Allen left on, on Saturday night, and he left this game late. Uh, and he was waving to the crowd, and he was clapping to them. So I didn't know how serious it was, but he didn't walk to the locker room. He got carted off. Yeah, I had forgotten about it Same. as well. Yeah. This morning I got in the cab, and my partner in the Staten Island League reminded me of that. As he was freaking out? Yeah, <laughs> He didn't say it so kindly, but, you know, I said, look, let's wait and see what the uh, diagnosis is. We still got to – it's Saturday this week, not Sunday. Oh, that, that – that, you know, well, it's Saturday this week. The Chargers play on Sunday, right? They, no, they played on Saturday. No, but I'm saying this week, aren't all the games Saturday? And the, no, well, I think they're all Sunday because no, Christmas no, no, no. is Friday. No, Christmas okay, is Monday. Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking just the next week. Yeah, there's yeah. two Saturday, two Mondays this week. Yeah, so so I think so. we're good to go. So, Sorry about that. No more Thursday. No more Thursday. Thursday's yeah. up. And there's also, because of Christmas Eve, there is no Sunday nighter this week. There's those two Monday games on Christmas, uh, but there is no game the night of Christmas Eve, so thus Christmas Eve. All right. We'll hear more about Keenan Allen's injury uh, and find out more about the rest of these players that, that are hurt, too, from yesterday uh, as we take a break. Tracy Hagen, Inside Injuries, joins the program next. Fantasy Football Frenzy, rocking with you on a Tuesday.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. on the Frenzy Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jake Seeley, Matt Bodica. Uh, do we have Tracy here, Don? I know you're trying to talk to me. Hey, guys. Okay. So it sounds like we... Uh, his audio's going in and out, too. But uh, it sounds like we have the audio, uh, but not the video quite yet, uh, of Tracy. So um, let's, let's, try to, let's try to go to Tracy, because, you know... Let's do it. Tracy Hankin, Inside Injuries, What's happening? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Hi, we're doing really well, Trace. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Thanks. Awesome. So let's get right into it, right? The big story from yesterday was Antonio Brown and what was called initially a calf contusion that we all realized wasn't quite a contusion when they sent him to the hospital with a bruise. What's going on with Antonio Brown? Yeah, so um, Antonio Brown, as, as you now know, many of us have seen replayed a thousand times this morning, uh, has suffered from being sandwiched between a couple of defenders uh, in the end zone last night. He kind of landed awkwardly and then twisted around that calf muscle. Uh, they have now confirmed that it's a partially torn calf muscle. The reason that he likely went to the hospital, although the, the team has not confirmed this yet, is because in that type of situation when the player is claiming that there's a lot of pain in that area, you worry about potential fracture, you worry about internal bleeding. Um, things such as compartment syndrome can happen where the internal bleeding, bleeding causes pain because you're, you're getting quite a bit of pressure and buildup in that area. So likely the hospital, hospital visit was precautionary uh, because he seems to have been cleared um, from any more serious injury. And it seems to be what we suspected in the beginning, which is a partially torn calf muscle. Unfortunately for fantasy folks, that's going to keep him out of the fantasy plus. But as long as he rests and rehabs, then he should be back between three and four weeks for the team's playoff run. So three to four weeks, Matt, whether they get the buy or not, like, it sounds like he'll be good to go either way. Yeah, no, you definitely want to see him in the playoffs. You want to see him versus the Jacksonville or New England, one of those key matchups, if it turns out to be that way. So at least he could come back for the NFL playoffs. Well, which, which is obviously huge. Getting Antonio Brown back for the regular playoffs uh, is big. But if you had Antonio Brown, Week 16, your fantasy playoffs, the guy that we said should be 1-1 next year, Devastating. I'm, Absolutely I'm, devastating. I'm devastated. I mean, I was watching that. I had uh, you know dreams of the 100K and... That's probably going to be dead. You just got popped. Yeah, it's you know one of the best players, as you said. One, 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 one not, two. Yeah. So it's a, it's unfortunate in and, that aspect. Antonio Brown wasn't the only wide receiver to go down yesterday. Tracy's Devontae Adams got popped with another concussion, a blindsided hit again. His second concussion of the season. His third in the last two seasons. Uh, how bad is this particular concussion? 
Yeah, it, it's hard to tell right now. But as you said, his third concussion in the last two seasons, which leads us to believe that they are going to treat him with extreme caution. So we'll have to wait and see how he progresses through the protocol, you know, when he's even allowed to come back to the facility uh, to have team meetings. Uh, and then, of course, sort of progress on to walk things like walkthroughs. Uh, we're we're anticipating that they're going to be extremely cautious, though, given his history. So, again, for fantasy owners, if you were counting on him, you got to look for an alternative um, for the Packers. You know, if they can hold in, hold in there and uh, hope for some other teams to help him out, then maybe he'll be back in about three weeks is our best guess based on what we know right now. So three weeks, would, much like Antonio Brown, would cost him the rest of the fantasy season as well, either if you play into week 17, which, is, which you shouldn't. Mm. Um, but Yeah, so Adams, Brown, two guys that were really, you know... Wide receiver ones. Yeah, they were killing it this season. This would be uh... Now, let's stay with the wide receivers. Keenan Allen, I you know, Saturday night, we kind of all forgot about it. Yeah. It was kind of off our radar yesterday. We were so into the you know slate yesterday and I got the text message this morning from one of my partners in a, in a game we were going into the championship and we have Keenan Allen should we expect to be playing him I think you got to be really careful with Keenan Allen you know they, they they haven't said a lot about the nature of the back injury but based on the data that we do have and how our algorithm is looking at the risk analysis related to that plus all of his data injury data from the past we're going to exercise extreme caution, and we would advise fantasy players, again, if you're in the playoffs for your fantasy leagues, uh, you probably need to look elsewhere for an alternative because we think the minimum optimal recovery time for him is going to be three weeks. What, what, what is wrong with Keenan Allen? I, 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 didn't even, I haven't even heard, heard what's wrong with him yet, Tracy. We, we know it was a back injury. And we, we, but we don't know how severe the back injury was. We are anticipating they're going to come out, and with the data that they release probably today, tomorrow, uh, possibly the next day, we are anticipating that it's going to be either a grade one or grade two back injury. They were probably ex exercising caution in terms of carting him off the field. Um, but again, we'll know more in the next couple of days. As we said, Keenan Allen was smiling and waving on the cart as he got um, as he got carted off back to the locker. And listen, the Chargers are still in this thing. So unlike Devontae Adams, where the Packers may be out pending tonight, and unlike Antonio Brown, where things are, are kind of locked up and they can't really force him back, Keenan Allen may push himself to play. But Tracy says, listen, as a fantasy owner, you don't want to push him given his injury history. If you're a Keenan Allen owner and he's active on Sunday, you gotta are you going to play him, Matt? I don't know. I, still, I I need time to mull this one over. I, I think, you know, I'm probably going to see if I have a better option. Uh, I know my partner hates Golden Tate now and all the all the texts that he sent me on that, but <laughs> I may have to go Golden Tate against that uh, Bengals team that gave up. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a good point. The Bengals, haven't, having given up, obviously make like a good play. We're talking to Tracy Hankin inside injuries, and yet there was another wide receiver that got hurt this weekend. And that was someone that's been really good. Maybe not that Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams level, but Marquise Lee on a season where the Jacksonville Jaguars have really surprised, has taken over the number one wide receiver role for the Jaguars with Allen Robinson going down. And yet it was yesterday where the Lee went down. How serious is Lee's ankle injury? You know, we, again, just overnight, we haven't gotten a lot of new data on his injury, but he's one of those guys where um, we expect that given how important that ankle is to pushing off, um, cutting on your routes, 
uh, for any type of ankle or lower extremity issue on a wide receiver, you've got a lot of sensitivity. So again, in this case, we're going to exercise extreme caution related to playing him in the fantasy playoffs for those folks who are left in. We would really, really urge you guys to look for alternatives. Um, for the crazy fans, we're hoping that he, you know, can come back with an optimal recovery time of somewhere in the neighborhood of three weeks. But again, with his injury, we will likely have a lot more data today and tomorrow, and we'd be able to give a better optimal recovery time. And this is a little bit different, Matt, because the Jaguars, uh, who are going to make the playoffs, and they're most likely not going to get that bye. They need Marquise Lee healthy for that Uh Given the team that they play this week in the Niners, they very well could rest him. Which, if you're desperate here facing the Niners, this is a situation you could look to uh, with a Keelan Cole. I don't know if D.D. Westbrook's out there, but Keelan Cole basically could be someone you want to pick up. You know, Keelan Cole would be the guy for me if I have to go pick up one of these. And Alan Hearns could be back, too. Yeah, and well, if Hearns comes back, Hearns is you know, proven to be a guy that can get the ball in the end zone. So there's that. But I want to go to the running back situation, and I want to double dip. My boy Rex Burkhead went down, and I was not happy about that. But more importantly, for the fantasy landscape, big Leonard Fournette. What can we expect about Fournette? Is he a guy that could be in our lineups for the championship game? I'll tell you. So Leonard Fournette, we've talked about him a couple of times now over the course of the last week. Again, a reminder to the folks who haven't heard, he has suffered from lower extremity issues on again, off again throughout the years, um, you know, even going back to college days uh, and and especially his time at, at LSU where he had quite a few ankle issues that he dealt with. So with Leonard Fournette, we want to, we as, you know, sort of looking at the injury history and the risk profile for Leonard Fournette, ideally we would tell people to rest him three to four weeks and don't count on any real production from him over that course of time. The team, however, has come out and said he's going to play next week. So they feel that he is progressing along well enough that they can count on him next week. So uh, I think it depends on your specific situation from a fantasy perspective in terms of whether or not you really need him out there, what your alternatives are. We would still express caution, though, and ideally, you know, you'd give them another I'll say three weeks uh, at, at a minimum to rest up. It seems to be the key here, three weeks, and there's just no way the Jaguars are going to give him three weeks to rest up uh, with the playoffs here, with the way Chris Ivory looked yesterday. That's not going to happen. Uh, Rex Burkhead, on the other hand, uh, will he be back for the playoffs, Tracy? I don't think he's going to be back for the fantasy playoffs, but I do think he'll be back for the Patriots run. Uh, the great news related to Rex Burkhead is that he did avoid an ACL injury and any more serious knee-related injury. It seems that it's likely an MCL sprain. That's what we, we've gotten so far uh, from the data that we've collected. Now, you're not going to like what I have to say, but you know, ideally, this, this injury, you, his position, you'd give him four weeks to rest before he comes back and can kind of uh, be counted on for his regular production. Um, the team may be able to give him a couple weeks. I'm not sure they'll be able to stretch him to four. And I think that's I think that's okay with the playoffs on the horizon. Uh, Patriots going to get that by. Uh, I think they're the one team that actually can give him exactly the four weeks that he needs to get him ready to go for the first week of the playoffs. We take a break, uh, and when we come back here on the fantasy football frenzy, Jake Seeley rejoins the program. Thank you so much, Tracy. Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday on the Roto Express. Matt Modica, Greg Sussman filling in for Corey Parson. Fantasy football frenzy rolls on. Good hour here next.
If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. The Good Hour, rocking and rolling with you. All I get, Jake Seely, Matt Modica. It's Wall Street. I'm Greg Sussman. 844-843-6879. And in all of the hoopla surrounding Aaron Rodgers' return, we talked so much about Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. But one thing that Mike Florio was the first person to bring up to me was how does this affect Jamal Williams? We saw that yesterday, Jake, that affected Jamal Williams in a monster negative way. He was terrible, and he crushed fantasy owners yesterday. Yeah, I see the fact that this is I don't know how terrible he was in his own right. He's terrible from a fantasy perspective, 10 for 30, but the 10 is the biggest problem because if you look at Aaron Jones, I just saw the stat, 26 of 70 snaps yesterday, 37%. That doesn't sound like a huge number, but he had never topped eight snaps in the previous couple of games where Jamal Williams was dominating this backfield. And I don't think it's necessarily as big as the Aaron Jones versus Jamal Williams factor, but it's very possible that Aaron Jones is preferred by Aaron Rodgers. And then the second part of it here is the fact that Aaron Rodgers at quarterback always hurts the running back in general. I didn't think it was going to happen to this degree, especially because Jamal Williams is a decent pass catcher, and I thought he would be on the field as he was for the three weeks before because I thought, hey, the Packers see what he's doing. Why would you turn away from that? That was obviously wrong. So if Aaron Rodgers is back at quarterback this week, I know that's a big question. Facing the Vikings, I think you have to have a huge – I wouldn't want to start either one of them. If Aaron Rodgers is gone and it's Brett Hundley at quarterback, I might feel a little bit better about Jamal Williams, but I still don't think I'm going to feel that comfortable going against the Vikings' run defense with either one of them. That biggest concern, like I said, is the fact that Aaron Jones' snap count went up, and I think that's the biggest thing that we have to look at here. It's interesting. Aaron Jones' snap count went up, as Jake just said, but Matt, what surprised me was Aaron Jones only got those three carries, and they didn't give him another carry after that. He had two, like, 20-plus yeah, carries. Two. Why did they go back to him? Right. I, I mean, maybe because they were from one of the Behind. playing from yeah. behind and stuff. But, yeah, it was just – I wasn't – I was looking at the matchup. Carolina's good against the run. Rodgers comes back. I figured they're going to have to beat him through the air. You know Rodgers is going to sling it anyway. And unless it fell into, like, where they were on the one-yard line or two-yard line, in most situations I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is throwing a touchdown pass as opposed to Williams getting that run in. So, yeah, I'm with Jake. If it's Hunley – I'm still apprehensive here. Because of the Vikings. It's the Vikings, and you've seen what Aaron Jones did. And if they're splitting it, you don't know how that's going to end up. I mean, Jamal Williams did play very well with Hunley at the quarterback position. But it's going to be a a big-time dilemma come championship Sunday. Jake, I noticed on one of the Rodgers' interceptions, if he just gets it to Jordy, everything changes because this whole mindset of a Jordy once again underperformed. He underthrew him. It was one of those typical Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson's uh, long touchdowns that we have accustomed to seeing over the last decade. And ultimately, Aaron Rodgers just underthrew him. That wasn't Jordy's fault. Yep. If Rodgers plays on Sunday, is there a chance that you go back to the well with Jordy? 
No, I don't, because that was one of two plays where Jordy Nelson actually got separation, <laughs> and that was pretty much by design. And the fact is, we talked about this earlier in the first hours, Jordy Nelson is not separating. He's looking his age at this point, which is sad. And the biggest thing we said with Rodgers coming back at quarterback is Jordy Nelson about the touchdowns, go back to earlier this season. And I was making that argument against Devontae Adams and him and saying that Jordy Nelson is the more touchdown reliant between the two, six touchdowns in four games. But Aaron Rodgers looks for him. Aaron Rodgers is throwing touchdowns. It's a good chance, 50-50 chance that one of them is at least going to Jordy Nelson. So you saw yesterday that the added pressure from the offensive line was making Rodgers get the ball out quicker, and Jordy Nelson isn't given time. Jordy Nelson needs a couple seconds to separate if he's going to. And if he has to make those quick decisions, it's not going to be Nelson. And now, going into this matchup this week, we're assuming as of today – no Devontae Adams after that concussion. Right. He's had multiple at this point. Well, guess what? That means Xavier Rose is on Jordy Nelson. If Jordy Nelson can't get separation last week, there ain't no way in hell he's getting separation from Xavier Rose this week. It's, but, it, it's, a, really, it's a really good point. What surprised me, Matt, sorry for cutting you off, what surprised me was how much Aaron Rodgers was running the ball yesterday. Like I know they didn't have any design runs except for fourth down, but he ran for over 40 yards. Yeah, he had, he had a pretty much run for his life. And, right. You know, the greatness that he is Aaron Rodgers is the fact that he can extend these plays, move in the pocket and stuff, but you got to think this weekend that the Vikings with a chance to, you know, they're looking to wrap up home field throughout. They do need the, they do need the Eagles to lose a game and stuff like that, but if they get the opportunity to beat down on the Packers with no Devontae Adams saying he don't play, they're going to take every opportunity to do that and relish on it. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. Uh, and they play Saturday. They will do that. They play Saturday so night yeah, they're gonna have, in yeah, Green Bay. They're not going to be able to wait for it. They're going to have to make their move. Like They're not going to be able to sit back and wait and look at results. So they're going to have to be aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget, uh, if you're waiting for Adams to get cleared, it's not going to happen. It's in one less day. It's his third concussion in two years. You just heard uh, Tracy yeah, mention it. That would be that would have been uh, an indictment on the NFL <laughs> if this guy is clear. You think he's going to play, uh, don't you, Jake? Hold well, because that would have happened last year. The guy came back for a Four Thursday days. night football game. Yeah. But now it's—I mean, now it's three in the span of just over a year. Second one this season, and the first one looked like he got his head taken off. Right. This one—I mean, these these weren't like you know. This I, one, I, I I agree, but it's it's medical is medical. Like if you go through the process and you are cleared at each stage of it, I mean, you're cleared, you're cleared. I, I agree with you. It's it would be insane to think that he's going to be cleared. But for what we said last year, said there's no way on earth somebody's going to get cleared in four days. And he passed everything along the way. So, you know, maybe his head bounces back easily. This one, you know, at least at least he was walking off. Like, I understand, like, he held his head on the ground. But he got off, helmet off. He's walking in the locker room. He was talking trash. No one's talking about this. But they got, they, they got him giving the middle finger to the fans in Carolina yesterday. So he was aware, which makes me feel good about him. I don't think he plays this weekend, but I do feel good that he was aware of what was going on yesterday. What if, what if you have, and this is very possible that you do, you have Antonio Brown and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely possible that you do. You came back with Devontae Adams in like the third round. That was one guy I think a lot of us were really, really high on and really, really right about. You're, you feel like crap. You feel like absolute crap I'm right in, now. I'm in, I'm in three different leagues where I have owners in that situation. One of them is my home league. The guy texted me yesterday. He's like, I can't believe I just got knocked out. He had he has Julio Adams, uh, Antonio Brown. It was an auction league, so he got Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. And then I forget, he's got a stud at like his fourth wide receiver too, but he's down too and he's going to get booted. That's it's crazy. It's just unlucky is what that is. As lucky as you were if you had Gurley and Hunt yesterday. That's how <laughs> that's the other side of it. Yeah, you're hoping. Look, you've, Saturday night was actually that was that was pretty damn fun. I it was to, very fun. I, I was enjoying the Kareem. I was I watched the first half. 
a little of the second half. Then I was driving home, got to hear Kareem Hunt's second touchdown on the radio, and they made it sound like he just totally destroyed Casey Haywood. I mean, I, I saw the replay. He he, it, it was a really nice run, and it was worth the uh, my wife yelling at me and stuff. Put, <laughs> put the damn Christmas music on already. <laughs> For me, I was can just... I ask you something about that, real quick? Mm-hmm. No, not that. You, Greg. Oh, that's, that's, that's something. Wait, was it Christmas music? Were you asking about Kareem Hunt no. or Christmas music? I don't no, know anything no, about Christmas no, music. No, it was the talk. You know, you mentioned Todd Gurley. I was going to ask you about sure. Todd Gurley. I was going to say, is there any thought in anybody's mind next year of him being a higher pick than Le'Veon Bell? He's got forty more points than Bell in standard, ten more in PPR, and he doesn't have the injury history. Is it the injury Younger. history or, or or the let's be honest, the the drug history? Either does Todd Gurley? Uh, never been suspended, of course, in his three years now uh, in the NFL. Todd Gurley leading the league in touchdowns. Is there any thought, Matt, that Todd Gurley should go ahead of Le'Veon Bell? I can see people doing that. I can see him. I mean, I got to think the consensus top three is going to be Gurley, Bell, and AB. And what about David Johnson? And yeah, you got David. I, see, look, I forgot about David Johnson. That's, that's, a, core, that's right a core four right there. Yeah, you got that, and then you got Zeke. And you got Hunt. Zeke as well, yeah. Kareem Hunt as well. Yeah, well, This I'm first round's people, pretty good. People say yeah, that, is. you know, uh, Kareem Hunt's back on the map for Rookie of the Year. He should be. I mean, I heard something over the weekend I couldn't believe from a smart guy, Mama Clay Clay. Saying that after week three, Kareem Hunt was worthless, which is not, which is totally dishonest. Because the guy averaged eleven point seven points from week four to prior to these last two weeks. He did have three games under ten points. One was nine point eight, nine point three, and that miserable game of like two point something. Listen, as soon as as people just, I think people just got so used to those first three weeks of how amazing he was. Look, the touchdowns weren't there. That's not always his fault. They don't have the ball inside the five or whatever. And the opportunities were taken away from him starting in that Dallas game. And we saw 58, 58, 59 touches last two weeks, 62 and a half. Uh, PPR points. As soon as Matt Nagy decided to make sure he gave the ball um, to Kareem Hunt, everything's changed, right? Like, I get it. He's not going to pop off on every play, and certain plays are going to be negative. But once he committed, Jake, to re-giving the ball to his running back, his star running back, this offense for Kansas City changed again. Well, let's uh, it, not, he didn't recommit. He gave up the play calling duties, and then the team said, oh, wow, you know, maybe we should not do what Reed was doing, no. which was being a knucklehead and not giving him the ball. So, yes, once the play calling duties were taken away from him, Hunt was given the ball again. Look, and they're winning games. What a surprise. So you have to right now assume next year that even if Spencer wears back, that Hunt's going to be back in this touching the ball about 20 times per game, and that's so he deserves to be a top five running back easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was liking Kareem Hunt this year, even when Spencer Ware sure. was healthy. So you you, you definitely were. Doing the, you know, so I'm, I'm not worried about Spencer Ware. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Spencer Ware either. Uh, I totally agree with that. Uh, we'll take a break in, in a moment. When we come back, we're going to take your calls here in the Goon Hour at 844-843-6879. Uh, we'll talk to you, see how you're feeling going into a, a major Monday Night Football game with major fantasy implications. Jake, I know you wanted to get, uh, give us a stat uh, in regards to Jacksonville. Yeah, I did. This is actually very surprising. Jaguars in 2017 with Leonard Fournette. They're 7-4, and four, 25 points per game, 147 rushing yards per game. Without Leonard Fournette, 3-0 and oh in those games, 32 points per game, and 158 rushing yards. That's They're actually weird. better without Leonard Fournette. That is weird, but I'd want to see the comp that they played. Like, right. Uh, that Houston secondary was Swiss cheese. Obviously. I mean, you, Obviously saw, so. you saw Bortles. They played so they played Houston. They played Indianapolis. It's been very so, I mean, easy. Right there yeah. is, you know. much life is much easier. 
But still, no. But the point, I, I, no. the point to the, the point to the tweet is the fact that the understanding what a replacement level running back isn't that far off from a top end running back on a lot of teams. Sure. All right. We'll take a break. I want to come back. We'll answer your calls during the goon hour here. Uh, Jake, if you could also find me the snap count in San Francisco yesterday for the running backs, that would be really cool, too, uh, if possible. So, uh, listen, I want to talk about Carlos Hyde again. Goon hour! Frenzy! Modica, Sealy, Sussman. We roll on after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Number to join in to the program. Jake, did you uh, complete your homework there? That segment. Yeah, I like how you throw that on my shoulder. That's a match. I like that you just threw that on Jake. But you had the one snap count, so I thought this one was easy. No, no, no. Well, first of all, the credit was to somebody else on that snap count. I actually had to do work to find this one, but I did find it for you. Okay. So there you go. What do you got? Carl. Carlos Hyde, 51 of 70. Matt Breida, 19 of 70. That's so interesting. He was only out there for 19 snaps. I watched a lot of this game because I had Carlos Hyde and I had Robbie Gold um, yesterday. You, wait, Robbie Gold, didn't he have like four field goals, 50 yards? Six, he had six field goals yesterday. So many people tweeting me complaining about Robbie Gold yesterday. I if you listen to me at all, all week long, I told you to start Robbie Gold. I know you hate kickers, Jake, but I told you to start Robbie Gold last week. Just saying. Um, but... But again, Carlos Hyde, as an owner, Matt Breida was out there. It felt like a lot. Clearly, it wasn't. I mean, Hyde more than double the snaps. That's what I wanted Jake to find out. But Carlos Hyde was really doing nothing, and I kind of predicted it, Jake, and I'm scared about it now. With Jimmy Garoppolo, this offense has entirely changed. There's no more dump-off passes like C.J. Beathard was doing earlier in the year. They're not relying on the ground game nearly as much. It has become the Jimmy Garoppolo show. But what happens next week in Jacksonville? Like, the, I, I can't imagine Garoppolo moves the ball as easily. I can't imagine uh, Carlos Hyde has any room to, to, to work. Uh, what, do we, what do we think of all these Niners pieces that have actually been pretty good over the last couple of weeks? If you made it this far, I don't start them. There's no way I want to yeah. start anybody. And that includes Marquise Goodwin, who's like, Mark, look, the, the, the report is clear between Garoppolo and Marquise Goodwin. But the fact is Marquise Goodwin is going against Ramsey and Boye. And then after him, I mean, he had a decent game last week with the matchup, but he's not going to be able to get away from anybody. Like last week, or yeah, just yesterday, he was able to get away from some plays. There's no getting away. You got Boye and Ramsey the entire game. And if you somehow get away from that, then you have to deal with Tayshawn Gibson at safety. So this is just not a matchup you want to look for. And 
then ever since the Jaguars traded for Marcel Darius, they've been actually one of the best run defenses in the league. They used to be something you exploited them with. Not anymore. They've been inside the top 10, almost inside the top five since they traded for him. Nobody's even rushed for over more than 90 yards. Even Todd Gurley's decent game against them, a lot of it was in the passing game. He didn't rush for 90 yards against them. So if you look at it, I don't want Hyde because you just mentioned the fact that since Garoppolo's taken after quarter, over at quarterback, he was getting four, five, six catches per game. Now it's one or two because Garoppolo just doesn't go to him. Yeah, it, it, it's com- it's completely changed. I agree. If you have another better option than Carlos Hyde, I do. And I've said this all morning long. It's frustrating for me, Matt, uh, because my other option is to be Devontae Adams. And it was like the no-brainer. I already had it planned. You put Devontae Adams in there in my flex, and you move Carlos Hyde out. I just don't have that anymore. So now if your other options say, instead of Carlos Hyde, home versus Jags, Sam P. Ryan home versus Denver. Who would you go with? Oh. P. Ryan. I guess P. Ryan. I guess P. Ryan. But I don't, I don't feel good about that. Yeah, me I neither. I'll probably do the same. We talk a lot about Cincinnati being broken. Washington feels very broken as well. Like, like listen, I know they won yesterday. I know Kirk Cousins did the, the two touchdowns very early yesterday. But this offense has broke over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's not what we had expected. And if it wasn't for the fact that the Cardinals could only kick field goals, they would have lost that game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they found the end zone a lot of man, Larry Fitzgerald. But they didn't. You know what, Greg? It's because the offensive line has been delete. Delete. <laughs> there you go. I know you'd appreciate that. I but do. yeah, the offense, that's the biggest problem is the offensive line is just garbage. Capri Bibbs was surprised yesterday, but only because of the touchdown. Yep. And honestly, that's why P. Ryan is so risky because the offensive line is so poor that if he doesn't get a touchdown, it might be space and they might go back to Capri Bibbs again, despite the fact they just signed him off the street. I just, I, I'm with you is that this is a very worrisome team because of the offensive line. That's why they are broken. Yeah, he and and Geek's right. It's the it's the offensive line. No, um, yeah. I mean that's why I, I ran away from them. Like P. Ryan and Williams were not guys I wanted to start this week. In in, in really in most situations, yep. I would have rather taken a little more upside. Maybe got a little more riskier there. Now, not that they haven't been good backs. I'm not trying to say that. But you know what? I might ride Carlos hard and hope that you know he falls in the end zone. He falls into the end zone or something. I, but I, I got to go him, P. Ryan. I don't know. I'll say this: I'm going to ride. Uh, I'm going to ride Robbie Gold, even though they play Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to ride Robbie Gold. Sixty-yard field goals. <laughs> you never know. They have to get a field goal range for him to actually have a chance. In Jimmy, we trust, baby. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's go to Isabel in California. What's going on, Isabel? Hi. Hey, what's up? Uh. <laughs> I'm a pretty Latina tranny. Hit me up. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll move on. We'll move on from that. That was that. That, that wasn't so great. Um, let's let's continue on here. Uh, talk about tonight a little bit between Atlanta and Tampa Bay. And this game tonight has a ton of fantasy locations, Jake. Because I know a lot of people have a lot on the line tonight because there's just so many fantasy players involved. From Julio and Devontae Freeman and Mohamed Sanu on one side to the other side with Tampa Bay, Mike Evans and Jameis Winston, O.J. Howard. There's a lot going on. What do you expect? Yeah, I think that you're looking for a game where you're hoping, fantasy-wise, that Jameis Winston could actually show up and remember who Mike Evans is because that's the biggest problem is Mike Evans has been a huge disappointment. So if that can happen, but Jameis Winston's been a turnover machine. So I think it's just the you start the guys that are, you were trusting in this game. 
Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, and then hope that the Bucks can show up. But I expect this to be Atlanta Falcons this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they run away with this one, like a 30-10, to 30-13 type of game. I'm predicting uh, 100 points from a Julio, Matt Ryan, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> You're predicting that or hoping no, for that? I'm hoping for that in my primetime league. But, yeah, you're just hoping, you know, it's, it's, it's a Julio night. People that have I'm, – I'm rooting for Mike Evans and uh, Jameis for Mike Florio. I want to see him move on in that aspect. And I, I, I need Julio. Matt Ryan has the matchup, but Matt Ryan is disappointed a lot this year. Yeah, Matt Ryan is disappointed every turn, Jake. Is this the game he comes alive? And no, I don't think so. I, unfortunately, I don't think so. Look, he's getting Trufant tonight, and he hasn't been. The fact is, is Winston is kind of, you hear this, butting heads with their Cotter and everything like that. I think that's because they want him to stop throwing interceptions, and now he's kind of taken that the other direction and said, well, the fine, I'll stop forcing the ball to Mike Evans. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get it. Both Winston and Ryan have let you down because they haven't forced the ball to their primary receivers, Julio and Mike Evans. It's a criticism we all have. And it's funny because, Matt, we've blamed the Kyle Shanahan thing um, on that for Matt Ryan. And he hadn't gotten the offense until the second year every time he has an offense coordinator. Jimmy G seems to have no problem with Kyle Shanahan's offense. So I don't know what that says, but, but you know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, and look, I've, Jimmy G, to me, there's no way, you, I don't know how you can start him this week. So, look, he's been great. Just don't start him in your championship game. If you, Even if he has a good game, then, you know, that was just. But you got, did the did the Patriots, the Patriots probably could have got more. <laughs> When you look at what this guy's done. The Patriots like, why the hell weren't the Browns involved with this? They had to. For a second-round pick and all the draft picks that they had. I agree. I mean, even the Bills. They have all, they have multiple second-round picks. Anybody! The Giants! Please! I mean, I can see not trading them in your division. So that I, that I could get. Right. But, I mean, the Browns are just like a lost score. Listen, the Niners are going to give him a solid contract. He deserves it now. Do you think the Browns win at uh-huh. Bears? Is that who they play this weekend? The Bears? No. No. They don't. I don't. I don't know. Browser, they they are, might. He already won't, he won't commit to Deshaun Kaiser for the rest of the game <laughs> next week already. This is, look, the quote was already the fact that Hugh. So Hugh said that where is it? It's the best decision to move forward in a different a different direction. We will. Oh God! Here we go again. Hugh Jackson is going to. Do you think here? Do you think Marvin Lewis ends up in Cleveland or Hugh Jackson ends up in Cincinnati? Because one of those two things are happening. Uh, I actually think neither. Neither really. Really. You know that Marvin Lewis go like, hang out with Hugh, like be his defensive coordinator, or be his like yeah. assistant head coach. No, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guess he ruined our fun there. Yeah, I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that somebody like a Fisher or a Lewis ends up in New York. Why do you? Why? I'm not a Giant fan. What, what are you a Giant hater for? Yeah. The wide right thing. That's what it was. Oh, that too. It's the wide I mean, right it's thing. New, it's it's New Jersey. It's not New York. Oh, you know who says that? Come on. They play in Jersey. You know who they says that? The, the king says that. This is the truth, though. So we hate you hate the Giants because they play in New Jersey. I the Jets because they moved from Shea Stadium. They went to Jersey and played in a place called Giant Stadium, which I, I could never understand. <laughs> Good. It's fine. But, like, I live closer to where the Giants play than when the Buffalo Bills play. It's still the state of yeah. New York. <laughs> it's the state well, of New York. Well, blame New York, then. It's their fault. Yeah. They had to move to New Jersey. Yeah, Jake's not wrong with that. Um... What else we what what else do we got here? Matt brought up something up earlier, Jake. I want to throw this out there to you. Do you think that Case Keenum is an MVP candidate? No. I, look, yeah, 
Uh, does he deserve to be MVP candidate for that division? Okay, probably, arguably, but not for the entire league. There's uh, there's too many people that are playing more important or not. It's just bigger factors for their team. He's been terrific. He's been a terrific surprise. He's playing great football. Nobody expected this of him. Is he probably, if you gave me 10 candidates to vote for, would he finish like sixth or seventh? Sure. But does he deserve, when you say candidate, I usually think about three or four guys that are going to be the lead for the vote. That right. I don't think he's quite on that level. How, well, we about, we how about this? The Vikings secure home field throughout the playoffs. And Super Bowl. Finish 13-3. and three. Listen, how is he not considered? Wentz is because hurt. Because it's the defense in other parts. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. okay. So you don't have Case Keenum, and you had to go with T.J. Yates or somebody like that. This team. Well, I mean, you could throw that. Out. Okay, we don't have Case Keenum. What if you had Tom Brady? Like, I mean, we could throw out any name. This guy, but Case Keenum. When people said he was going to take over, he wasn't supposed to do anything for this team. This team. Yeah, this but team he was lost the game against call. the Panthers last week. I said. He he brought them back and tied it up, but under two minutes ago, Cam ran for sixty-two yards. That's not and Case they, and they wouldn't and That's they wouldn't have been in that full. position if not. That wouldn't have been in the position if he didn't throw those two interceptions. What about Todd Gurley? Should he be in the conversation? Because he threw two interceptions on the road. He went and played four out of five games on the road. Lost one game and a game that he brought. Uh, him he back. lost the game. He lost one. Four out of five on a row, Jake. Are you kidding me? He lost the game. You know how tough it is? You know, end of argument. You're not making sense. You're not making sense. Wow. Wow. You are, are, as we say in Italian, Gabatos, you are very thick-headed. Brady lost to Miami, for the record. Yeah, thank you. Take a break. We'll be back after this. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Goon Hour, Fantasy Football Friends, the BFFs, coming up next, followed by Red Heat and Rage. Road experts after that. On Target later this afternoon, uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Jake Seeley, Joe Pispia, Chris Meany will have you call in during the 4 o'clock hour, Jake, for the Monday moment. Yeah, uh, got to find out what it is myself, though. Oh, you, you listen to the Roto Experts. You'll find, you'll, you'll find out. Will you be having EY on uh, BFFs? EY will be on the BFFs today, yeah. EY, EY will be on the BFFs today. Um, Does he hate Corey now? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he hates Corey. EY and I had a show, Just the Two of Us, last week. That was enjoyable. Just the Two of Yeah, and there you go. Um, one name that you guys, I tried to throw it in there when you guys were arguing a moment ago, about MVP votes. And... Todd Gurley did, probably deserves some, right? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Antonio Brown was in that conversation. Antonio Brown might have been the MVP. Yeah, no, he, he might have been. Mm. But Todd Gurley's the engine of that team. Definitely. You, you see, the games that they lost is when Todd Gurley don't touch the ball enough. So, I mean, much as Goff has made improvements and gotten better and having a, a very good season, it's Todd Gurley that is, you know, he's the machine. Todd Gurley, you get some votes from you, Jake? 
Well, we talked about last week. I said, that was been my vote. I okay. threw in Antonio Brown, but I said he's kind of reliant on uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So, and I, I actually went through the game log when we talked about it last week. And there's been games where he came up huge and they lost anyway. And there's games that they won easily that he did nothing in. So that's why I say the biggest argument against Antonio Brown is the effect that it looks like he has in the win loss, and it doesn't look like it's as effective as Todd Gurley or a right. quarterback. Right. So now Russell Wilson out of contention just falls out now. Uh, you know what? It's so much different if it would be one of these back and forth games, but they just got rocked. They got rocked in every facet of this game. I mean, look, the thing is, is I don't even think it has too much to do with the Rams. Somebody tweeted out yesterday morning, and obviously we should pay attention to who that person was, and I'll try and dig through and find out who the tweet was, but they were. it had nothing to do with the Rams. It's actually Russell Wilson in rain versus no rain, and it's awful. Right. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that. But the Rams, even on, it was under Fisher. Maybe the one good thing Fisher did. Always played the Seahawks. One. Played them tough, and somebody had a, a tweet last week. How many, you know, how many times they've gotten to him? Sacks, hurries, and all this. I, I look. This wasn't a fully healthy Seattle team. No, of course. But not. I don't know how you couldn't have liked the Rams yesterday. I mean, I, I think it just set up so. Part, Bobby Wagner, as they said. Probably shouldn't have played yesterday. Yeah. He should not have started that game. You knew even if he did, he wasn't going to be as effective. And the the, the Legion of Boom is right now. Can, no, no, no more. Can the Rams win at all, Matt? I, I mean, I don't know. If you get there, I, I give them a shot. I give anybody. Look, it's the Rams, Eagles. Anybody, anybody in the but, NFC can win, a, can win this thing. Yeah, I, I mean, look. I, but I, I did the Rams, Eagles, um uh, I, I can I include the Vikings in there as sure, well. Sure, of course. And, and even the Saints. Like those Panthers? Four. Panthers right behind them, and I, and I like the Panthers, but Cam's is a little too helter-skelter. Like, you don't know. A good defense could shut Cam down. We saw that in the Super Bowl. So as much as I give Cam love and all that, he's a little too helter-skelter. So those – there's a lot of really, really good teams. There's no one right. separating team. Do you, Jake, do you agree? I think cause like, to me, literally – if, if let's say the Falcons are that six team, I feel like any of those six teams that made the playoffs in the NFC could, make, could win it all, which is really cool. No, there's no, there's definitely no dominant team. Yeah. I think at the top it would be the Saints and the Rams, in my opinion. Okay. Those two are the top, and then on the AFC side, it's still Patriots and Steelers. I guess Steelers. But yeah. I, I, again, I go back to I don't trust the Steelers defense. I don't I, even think it's really in the conversation. If the Patriots are in the playoffs, I just it's the Patriots. I'm telling you, if it. I'm Pittsburgh or New England, I do not want to face Jacksonville. I just really don't. I just think that's... As long as Bortles shows up. Yeah, no. There's Bortles is, 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 <laughs> Bortles is the wild card. But if they ha- if Fournette is healthy and, you know, can take the pressure off and give them a running game with that defense. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. And, and there you go. Those are the choices that you have to decide between. Can we get a Jacksonville Rams Super Bowl and then just watch the NFL lose their mind? Oh, my God. Their they will make sure that does not happen. They will not... But you know what? That the fa- like the true high level NFL fans will love that game. Will they? Will they? Yes. Just because yes, Jaguars Rams to get that kind of talent and to get the kind of fresh blood there. We, we, I, 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 I think we are high level NFL fans. I don't want to see a Jacksonville LA Super Bowl. Oh, I do. It's going to be Minnesota. So I don't know. <laughs> Minnesota in Minnesota. That prediction all year never long. Happened. It, that that'll never happen. But we'll get Jacksonville versus LA. It's. It's never happened. They've oh. never, there's never been a team that's played the Super that Bowl in their home stadium. That is correct. Yeah. But, but, this is the, but this is the best uh, chance we have. 
would say. Can we shout out to Mitch uh, on the bench? Arch? How many more days of Hanukkah we got? We got uh, two, two more days. Tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. I'll mention the bench. Jake Seeley will come back uh, during On Target. Um, for Matt Modica and Corey Parson, my name is Greg Sussman. The Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Uh, continue next. Eric Young, Ronnie Socash on the program. Stick around. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back in a moment.